Chapter Eighteen of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eighteen, Wiley Deacon Crane. <coughs> it's a delicate matter," said Deacon Crane, coughing slightly. "I'd rather some other brother would have taken it off my hands, but duty is duty, and it isn't right to shirk it." true brother crane said the minister but he looked puzzled he had no idea what the deacon was driving at do you think parson the parish is progressing as it should do you think the people are as much interested in religion as they'd ought to be is there any parish of which that can be said brother crane well perhaps not but it seems to me there's a good deal of spiritual indifference in the church today more than there used to be that's the point i'm coming to to my mind the congregation is getting less and less spiritually minded i am very sorry if this is the case i had not noticed it the congregations keep up very well and the people are attentive to the services maybe maybe they'd appear to be so out of respect for you parson but as i move about the village of course i hear what's said admitting that things are as you say what remedy do you suggest that's the point that's the point i was coming at but i don't hardly like to answer that question why not asked the minister innocently because it might hurt your feelings parson i will not allow my feelings to stand in the way so be kind enough to answer the question frankly and candidly then if i must say it replied the deacon watching under his shaggy eyebrows to see what effect his words would have upon mr fenwick if i must say it some of the people are saying it might be well for the parish to have a younger minister mr fenwick started as if he had been struck he was utterly unprepared for this communication he had lived among his people for twenty years and no thought of separation had come to him he turned pale and endeavored to stifle his emotion uh, i was not prepared for this deacon crane he said uh, are the people really getting tired of me he added with a tremor in his voice of course there are some of us that stand by you parson for instance myself and mrs crane but i regret to say that some of the younger people are getting uneasy and think that a change might be for the benefit of the parish will you name to me some of the disaffected ones brother crane no i'd rather not you see they all respect you you see you're getting into years parson i am fifty-one true that isn't very old i'm a year or two older myself the deacon was fifty-nine but then i'm not a preacher people don't seem to consider age an objection in a deacon if they did i hope i should be willing to sacrifice myself on the altar of duty mr fenwick rose from his chair and began to pace up and down the study he was very much agitated and heart sore at the thought that the people who were so near to him should wish him to go 
how long have you seen signs of disaffection deacon crane he asked pausing in his walk well for about two years i reckon mr fenwick and yet the people seem to come to church in as large numbers as usual it is their sense of duty parson they feel that they ought to come that may be it is certainly very commendable i only mention it to let you understand why i have not noticed this feeling of course i needn't say parson that i am very sorry to be the one chosen to tell you how matters stand you see there was a meeting of a few of your parishioners at my house last night and we talked the matter over and it was thought best that i should give you a hint may i ask who were at your house deacon crane well i don't think i ought to tell some of them might be unwilling i don't see why they might think you would be offended i should have no right to be offended i might feel grieved indeed i do but of course my first thought must be of the parish and what is good for it i knew you would feel that way brother fenwick we all know what a conscientious man you are i i hope so faltered the minister you think that i ought to send in my resignation of course parson you will be able to preach to good acceptance in some other parish all people don't have the same taste it would be hard for me to settle down among strangers just at first it would but after a while it would put new life into you we all of us need a change ministers as well as other people i will think over what you say deacon crane it has come as a surprise to me to be sure to be sure there is only one thing now i want to say and the deacon cleared his throat with portentous significance and what is that other thing you have to say deacon asked mr fenwick you know i hold a mortgage of five hundred dollars on your house yes i was thinking of calling it in but if you should be going to another place i wouldn't mind buying it if we could agree upon terms i don't feel like discussing that question now deacon all right there's plenty of time deacon crane rose to go as he left the house a complacent smile overspread his face he felt that he had broached the subject successfully and deceived the minister as to the extent of the opposition to him besides and this was no unimportant consideration he saw that there would be a chance in all probability of buying the minister's modest house at a bargain and so making a tidy little profit for himself half an hour later mr ainsworth entered the presence of the minister he had seen deacon crane leaving the parsonage and guessed his object in calling lest the deacon should have misrepresented matters he wished to have a little conference with mr fenwick himself mr fenwick he said as he entered the study you look sober yes brother ainsworth my heart is heavy deacon crane has called upon you 
yes he grieved me very much by telling me that the people wanted a change which means that he wants a change he assured me that he and mrs crane stood by me he said it was the younger people who were getting uneasy mr fenwick deacon crane has for months been trying to get up an opposition to you can this be so yes he has not met with very good success i don't think there are more than half a dozen persons besides himself that want a change and those are members by no means prominent but why should he be so desirous of having me leave because there is a cousin of his wife now out of a charge whom he hopes to get here in your place that is the true explanation he has deceived you as to the state of feeling in the parish brother ainsworth you have relieved my mind and lifted from it a heavy burden the deacon gave me to understand the feeling was general moreover continued mr ainsworth he wants to get hold of your house and let it to his cousin if he can manage to get him installed as your successor then you don't think i ought to resign certainly not we don't propose to have the deacon run the parish two days afterward deacon crane called again well brother fenwick he said have you decided to resign no deacon crane not yet brother ainsworth tells me that the great majority of the people favor my remaining he is an heir said the deacon tartly you are making a great mistake and i want to say that i shall have to foreclose that mortgage i want the money this day week i doubt if i can obtain it so soon said the minister troubled then i will buy the place i prefer not to sell i will try to secure the money mr fenwick went about among those of his friends who he thought might be able to accommodate him with a loan but there was a stringency in the money market and no one seemed able to oblige him he returned despondent from his search when as he entered the house he found a letter awaiting him it ran thus dear father i have just arrived in new york on the etruria i hope to reach bayport tomorrow guy end of chapter eighteen